Today's episode is sponsored by Wall Street Oasis. On this show, we talk a lot about the specific skills you'll need to demonstrate as an investment banker. But are you concerned about what your specific chances are at landing an offer? Be sure to check out the WSO Academy, a highly selective 12-week training program that can help you get the job. You'll get one-on-one mock interviews with investment bankers, courses, resume reviews, and an accountability system to keep you on track. Again, this program is highly selective, so spots will open up over time, but check out the link in the show notes and make sure you join the waitlist. You don't have to go it alone when recruiting. WSO Academy can provide the resources you need, so check them out today. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your host. This is the only podcast dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking. And I'm just so grateful that you're here listening to me today. We're going through discounted cash flows, going through a number of different concepts. We've been focusing a lot on this concept of weighted average cost of capital, or WACC, as is the abbreviation W-A-C-C. And then within that, we've been looking a lot in particular uh, related to the cost of equity. And so we've looked at cost of equity, and we also know there are other components there. There's not just cost of equity, cost of debt, and you also have cost of preferred. And let's just do a quick refresher on what WAC is so that we don't forget it before we get to today's concept. So weighted average cost of capital is equivalent to your cost of equity multiplied by your percentage of equity plus your cost of debt multiplied by your percentage of debt multiplied by one minus the tax rates and then plus your cost of preferred stock multiplied by your percentage of preferred stock. And all of those components together give you your weighted average cost of capital. And what does that mean? Let's not forget the meaning behind all these acronyms and terms, right? Let's put meaning to these things. WAC represents the average weighted costs of money for a business. So if a business is trying to raise funds, what is their weighted average cost of capital? And the way we think about that in a discounted cash flow analysis is we can use this number as our discount rates. What is our discount rate? Well, remember, a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. So future dollars, future cash flows that a business has have to be discounted back to the present day and we do that using the WAC. So I just want to put that together for you as a reminder of why we're doing these things before we dive back into the minutia, <laughs> all these little things related to very specific concepts. So with that in mind, what about today's question? Which WAC should be higher with a $5 billion corporation or $500 million corporation. And again, I'm referring to the market capitalization of the business. So a business with a $5 billion market cap or a $500 million market cap, which of these businesses should have the higher weighted average cost of capital? Now remember, in a previous episode, we had a similar question, $5 billion or $500 million, and it was related to cost of equity, right? And we know already that cost of equity is expected to be higher for the smaller company because remember, cost of equity, that we're talking about risk, right? Risk and volatility, 
ability to grow, those things are encapsulated within the cost of equity formula. And the smaller the business, guess what? It's riskier, right? More things could go wrong. There's generally less stability of cash flows, generally more volatility. And so we know cost of equity is higher for the smaller $500 million business. But what about WAC, right? WAC and cost of equity are similar concepts, but they're two different things. WAC encapsulates cost of equity, but there's more to it. We just went through the formula right now. What about the other components? What about your debt, your cost of debt? What about your cost of preferred stock? Those things come into play here. So the thing is, it's kind of a trick question because the market capitalization of the company alone is not enough to tell us what the capital structure of the business is. So we need more information in order to answer this question. Does that make sense? So if a business is highly capitalized with debt and very little equity, let's say the $5 billion business has a a ton, a ton of debt and almost no equity. And the cost of that debt is, say, 3%. And then let's say we have the $500 million market cap business that has no debt at all and is all equity. And the cost of that equity is 6%. Okay, well, the whack is higher with the smaller business. But we could, let's say, let's change the scenario for a minute. Let's say the $500 million market cap business has a lot of debt and no equity. But because it's a much smaller business and it's much riskier, the cost of that debt is, let's say, 6%. Whereas the cost of debt for the $5 billion corporation is only 3%. Well, in this scenario, the whack is higher um, with, the, with the smaller business, right? Or you could, you could flip these numbers away any, any, way you, any way you want is the point that I'm trying to make. So you just don't have enough information based on size alone. It's the capital structure of the company that makes a difference. Okay, that's what I got for you today on Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. And join me next time to celebrate episode 100 of the show. (laughs) I'll see you over there.